and welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, and of course, this is Thor here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So we have a lot of news to cover today, so we have a few different sections that we've broken into. Before we get into all that, I do want to give our announcements for some of the free shit that we're going to be getting for this month of August. Um, The first thing up on here is I have our PlayStation Plus lineup, which actually released on Tuesday, so as of time of recording or release or whatever it's it is all available now um the ps5 game which is actually ps5 and ps4 there's no exclusively for ps5 this month um is hunter's arena legends this will be available on ps5 and ps4 um then plants vs zombies battle for neighborhoodville is going to be available on ps4 and tennis world tour 2 will also be available for ps4 <laughs> Did you say battle for neighborhoodville? Oh, neighborville. Na- I don't know. I just just glancing through it. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. That's still just, oh. that's still just as ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's battle for neighborville. I thought it was neighborhood. Or I don't know. But it's yes, plants versus zombies. Battle for neighborville. I I don't. What know. a weird name. <laughs> um, neighborville Shire. <laughs> Um, Then, of course, we have some Prime Gaming stuff. Um, Prime Gaming, for those who don't know, has uh, redone their deal with RuneScape, and um, they are going to be offering more this month uh, as a free month of membership for RuneScape, as well as the Prime Beach Crab Pet and an Umbral Chest. And um, they will be doing more throughout the year, of course. Um, Then you have your typical things like uh, Apex Legends, uh, Legends of Runeterra, Destiny 2, all the stuff that's pretty much always available every month through Prime. Um, War, uh, War of the War of the Visions, Final Fantasy, Brave Exvius is also available, and a Genshin Impact bundle. Yeah, that's the first uh, Genshin Impact bundle they've had on there yet. So. I think so, yeah. And then, do we have anything on the Xbox side? Uh, yeah, actually, today, uh, we have a whole bunch of new games launching as well as a couple other dates throughout the rest of the month of August for Games Pass. Um, we have Curse of the Dead Gods, uh, Dodgeball Academia, Katamari Damacy Reroll, uh, Lumens Remastered, Skate Skate 3, Starmancer. Um, those are all out today, August 5th. Um, not all of them are available on every platform. Uh, Skate, the first one, is only available on console. Skate 3 is only available on cloud. Starmancer is only available on PC. The rest of them I just listed were available on all three options for the Games Pass. On the 12th, we have Art of Rally available on all platforms. We have on the 13th, Hades available on all platforms. I recommend checking that one out. And then what everybody's been waiting for on the 17th, we get the Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition. (gasps) Oh, really? Wow. Whoa. (laughs) Um, We also have a few DLC game updates. Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition, African Royals DLC, Gears 5 Operation 8, Dead by Daylight Archives, Tome 8 Deliverance. That's a long DLC title. Um, we also have Rainbow Six Siege Containment Events, uh, which is running from now until August 24th. We have Sniper Elite 4, um, the Series XS update. And then we have the Zombie Army 4 Left 4 Dead 2 Character Pack, which is free for everybody. It's also available now. 
Um, you are losing some games. Grand Theft Auto Five is leaving. Ape Out's leaving. Crossing Souls, Darksiders, Genesis, Don't Starve, Final Fantasy VII, and Train Sim World 2020. Those are all leaving Game Pass. So, All right. So that's kind of your update on free things and Game Pass things for this week. Uh, so let's dive into some talk about the Steam Deck. We discussed it a little bit on our last podcast when it was announced, but we have some new information and updates. Uh, Sasquatch? Um, yeah, so there's a few games at launch that deal primarily with anti-cheat software. Um, so Surprise. Destiny, Apex Legends, PUBG, or Rainbow Six Siege won't work um, with the SteamOS compatibility due to how the anti-cheat works, but it's something Steam, it's something Valve is actively working on to get them running. And that's just um that's just currently. Uh the Steam Decks themselves, they're not launching until quarter two of next year of 2022. So they have a while to get this ironed out for mm-hmm. these few games, albeit a few very popular games. Uh, we also have an update saying that the Steam Deck can be used for the Xbox Game Pass and emulation as well. Um, so it is running an actual operating system. It is a full PC, which means that you will be able to get your Xbox Game Pass games on it, um, as well as other storefronts such as Epic Game Store and GOG. So they're not really just holding you to running only the, your Steam library. It is a full PC. They're giving you access to mm. it like it is a full gaming PC. Which which is surprising because they could. They absolutely have the ability to lock it to where you have to only use Steam. And the fact that they aren't like jailing it at all like that is pretty neat. It's a, yeah, it's they a good probably, PR yeah, move they for probably them. know well enough that someone's going to crack it anyways. Mm-hmm. And people are just going to mod it in the end. So, yeah, why not have might as well PR. give them the tools so that they can still support it? Um, yeah. So, I mean, SteamOS is a version of Linux as it is. So, I did not know you that. Also, you can also throw um, Windows already on there natively. So, uh, you just install Windows and have access to everything else again right away. So, hmm. neat. Um, and yeah, as I said, your Steam Deck uh, will be available in mid 2022 quarter two. They were pushed back because of high demand. You can still um, reserve them on Steam. It's just a, you know, you pay five dollars, reserve the version you want. And that five dollars goes towards the full purchase like any other sort of pre-order and helps stop bots. So, yeah. Any other news on the Steam Deck front? Anything uh, breaking yes. anyway? Uh, uh, I don't know about breaking, but they're getting rid of Steam's big picture mode, and they're going to be using Steam Deck's UI instead if that's, oh, gonna be, cool. if that's something you use. So. I, I kind of like that just because I like the concept of the big picture mode, but in in like practice, it kind of sucks. So it some, was nice something new it is kind of exciting to see. And it really only launched to deal with the Steam links. But yeah. uh, since that's, those aren't no longer a thing, um, you have your Steam Deck. They need kind of a new UI for it uh, that will come with um, that will launch slightly before the Steam Decks, I believe, and replace big picture mode. So mm. whenever I accidentally click on that, maybe I won't get some obnoxious new uh, <laughs> UI on my computer. Nice. I hate when I close a game and it like for some reason triggers big picture mode to come up. Like, I did not ask for that. Get that shit out of here. 
So uh, on the topic of kind of handhelds, let's move into some Switch and other Nintendo news. I know on my side, um, I saw that GameStop is already selling a new wireless controller for a Nintendo Switch, the Fusion Pro. Um, and it just, uh, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know, I'm not a fan of the of the Xbox esque button placement. Um, so I wasn't really taken back or anything. But if you are into that, they have. At least this is the first that I'm seeing of one of this style that pretty much it's an Xbox controller for your Switch. But I'd rather have one more towards a PlayStation style. I like the um, – I, I, I prefer the joystick positions directly in front instead of asymmetrical, but that's just me. Yeah, I prefer the symmetry of it as well. Uh, what as do you I, the only controller I have is an Xbox One controller for my PC. <laughs> What do you have on the Nintendo side there, Sasquatch? Um, well, later in October, Nintendo is launching their OLED Switch model. Um, and there are a few pricing things coming around that are showing that the profit margin is actually much larger on the OLED model. Um, mostly just because the only thing being updated is the screen, albeit it's the nicer screen, but it's only the screen. The rest of the tech remains the same. Uh, and as consoles go on in lifespan, it becomes cheaper and cheaper to create the hardware in them. And Nintendo is denying that there is any sort of increase in this profit margin for their uh, OLED Switch model. And they also confirmed that there is no other new Switch model planned. I didn't expect that there would be. Yeah, well, um, they're letting everybody down. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about some of the more exciting stuff, some of our new game announcements, some game updates, and some game delays. Um, I know Sasquatch has a whole host of stuff, uh, so let's start oh. with what uh, – oh, go ahead. Uh, I just went, oh. <laughs> let's, let's start with what Doc's got because I know Doc has one on there, and then we'll let the uh, the Sasquatch flood, low, uh, flood go. Well, for the new game announcements, updates, yeah. and delays? I think you had uh, yeah. some DLC, yeah. Yep, Guilty Gear Strive got its first DLC character. Uh, he came out last week uh, while we were gone. Um, his name Venom? is what? No, it's not Venom. Uh, uh, brand new, brand new fighter to the series, Gold Lewis Dickinson, the Secretary of Absolute Defense. He's a he's a big boy. He is a big boy, and he swings a coffin around, and inside the coffin is a cryptid. Motherfucker <laughs> fights with uh, SPCs. Motherfucker yep. fights with the motherfucker. Uh, one of his one of his special moves: uh, uh, the hand of the cryptid re reaches out and hands him a minigun, which uh, he can spray bullets everywhere with for a moment. That almost started sounding like one of my favorite, like random offbeat characters from a game, and then it went sideways really quick. <laughs> uh one of my favorite like random characters are like who fucking designed this person was uh did you ever play shadow hearts covenant i did not there's uh it's a really good jrpg i i re highly recommend it it's old an old ps2 game there's this character who he's just like huge muscly strong man and his weapons are literally giant objects so like one of my favorite weapons you can get is literally just a giant marble pillar 
that he just swings around and you get like a giant ass hunk of wood or like a coffin, just random large objects are his weapons. Have you have you seen much of Faust in uh, Guilty Gear? Uh, it sound the name sounds familiar, but I don't think it sounds familiar from Guilty Gear, so probably not. And he's he's actually made a couple cameos other places, not ones I would expect you to have seen, but he's been around. Uh, he's a tall, lanky, bald doctor who wears a paper bag over his head. Oh, okay, uh, I know who fights, you're talking about. Yeah, he fights with a giant scalpel. And the scalpel can turn into a fishing pole. And he can one of his special moves, he throws a random item out. Uh, it could be a bomb, could be a donut, could be a banana. It could be a little mini Faust uh, that'll run around and attack you on the ground. Uh, you can get like this little trumpet that summon like whoever picks it up, summons a little stampede of mini Fausts. <laughs> Like one of his, uh, I think it's his, uh, his crouching slash, uh, Faust explodes out of himself to attack you. That's pretty good. Uh, his, his throw, he eats you, rips open a, uh, portal to another dimension and you fall out. <laughs> he is a wild character nice. and very entertaining to watch. I like weird eccentric characters. Me too. You can, uh, you can full bar the uh, his uh, ability where he just throws random shit. Oh, yeah. If you, do an extra, <laughs> if you do an extra half circle, it throws a lot of random shit at you. Yep. I, it's chaos. I love any character yeah. that makes me try and guess at which drugs the designer was on when they made them. I, well, I mean, it's from Japan. That's all you <laughs> know. They're, they're on nuclear fallout still. <laughs> So what do you have for new game announcements, updates, and delays, Sasquatch? Um, see, Rainbow Six Extraction was delayed until next year. Um, and this is what was formerly called Rainbow Six Quarantine, but they decided we can't call it that because of the pandemic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So the uh, Ubisoft Extraction team um, updated everyone via their blog to let them know that they are pushing it back to work on the game a little bit, make sure that it releases in a quality state that they are happy with and that the fans would expect from them, the Rainbow Six team. Uh, let's see, a couple other delays. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, New World is being pushed back to September 28th, and I spent 200 hours of my life on that in two weeks. Oof. Um. They released a they published a message on their Web page via a blog saying that they were humbled by the amount of people who played during the closed beta. Um, they had more than a million people log in, and these are people who purchased the game for a closed beta. 16 million total, more than 16 million total hours. Um, it was the top game on Steam for a few days and remained in the top 10 throughout the beta. It was the top game being streamed and watched on Twitch. It was a very popular game, um, but there was a lot of bugs and exploits in the game, and they're taking their time, uh, an extra month amount of time to push it back and work on those bugs and polish the game even more as well as some uh, server stability. Oh, learn from others' mistakes. Yep, yep. Um, other than that, we do have a bunch of new releases. Uh, there is a great, really old game called Super Robot Wars 30 coming to Steam. 
Um, this is the first time it will be released outside of Asia and it's from Bandai Namco. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a, uh, it is a mecha tactics RPG series that's been just we, been we've running talked about forever. this before, right? Uh, Super familiar. Robot Wars. This no, sounds familiar. Not. Why does this sound familiar? We talked about other mecha tactics games, I think. Mm. Well, I think like it, a whole I, two. Not not on the podcast, but I think we've talked about this game before. Because even the, um, the finally getting a no, port from we talked Japan to, we talked about a, we talked a, we talked about a rogue like one. Oh, okay. That that sounds right. Um. Also, more news from Ubisoft. Uh, Tom Clancy's X Defiance is a new team-based shooter coming. Um, it's going to be free to play, and it's described as a fast-paced firefight meets punk rock mosh pits. Um, what? It it looks like sad Fortnite met Ghost Recon. <laughs> Tom Clancyness. Tom Clancy would be rolling in his grave. I was all excited until I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, cool, a new shooter. And Uh-oh. then it's not at all. Dumb. Um, you have different factions you join, which are your different classes. They do different things. Um, these factions are based off of different factions of their games. You have like third echelon for one type of class. You have the cleaners for another type of class, which is from division. Um, you have a Ghost Recon Breakpoint faction in that does one more thing, and then another Division faction who does something else. Uh, it did not look great. The, <clears throat> the the fucking title art for it is obnoxious, and I hate it. <laughs> that bad? Uh, yeah, the gameplay did not look great. It's like, cool, Like here's realistic gameplay, and then, you know, summon an invisible wall that blocks stuff like you're playing <laughs> Overwatch. Nice. Um, we're getting a couple new Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, video games. You're getting Master Duel, and you're also getting Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel, uh, Psycho Battle Royale. So you're getting a Battle Royale Yu-Gi-Oh! game. How that will work, I don't know. <laughs> um, there's also a new mobile game on the way, so if you're into Yu-Gi-Oh!, you have uh, three new games to look forward to. Nice. Uh, we have a Dead Space remake announced. Um, it was rumored for a while, but it has been officially announced now. So um, if you're a fan of Dead Space, I know I am. Looks like the series is getting a not only a reboot, but a remake in the process. So maybe oh. it'll stick to its horror routes once we roll around the third game. The Ghost of Sh- the Ghost of Tsushima Legends mode is getting a standalone release as well as a new Rivals mode on September 3rd. So the free DLC where you take control of one of four legendary samurai from the game's lore um, is getting its own multiplayer release. So the only thing that stopped me from getting that so far is that I really just want a PS five version and I'm afraid it will actually kill my PS four. Um, also a game. No one knew they wanted why would it kill your PS4? I don't. I, I've heard that it's like not the same level of cyberpunk, but it's just like it's way, way, way better on a PS4 Pro or on a PS5. Um, well, everything's and, gonna be better on a PS4 Pro. Yeah. No, I have a base PS4. Um, it runs it just fine. Oh, it really? runs fantastic. I've noticed like no issues with it. Oh. it is fantastic. 
a bit repetitive, but very fantastic. Yeah. Also, one more random game announcement here is Peloton is making a video game you play on its bike called huh. Big Wheel. Uh, so you can pedal your way to uh, health. Nice. Because why not gamify everything, especially your $20,000 stationary bike? <laughs> I looked at those things. Those things are expensive as fuck. I know. I can't. Yeah. When I was in the hospital, there was a commercial for Peloton, like every other to every third commercial. And so every time I hear it now, I'm like, no, because I just it's like on a loop in my brain. I just I just think of the uh, range physical DPS skills from 14 yeah i'll never like forget what that's called now ever again because every time i try and think of it i that commercial just starts flashing in my brain i mean i drew the conclusion between the two i'm like oh okay that's the same name that's neat uh now i know what payloads it means yeah i never see a commercial flash in my brain but then again all the commercials i see are for weird stuff on youtube Yeah, every single time I hear it, I just imagine the dude, come on, Peloton! And then, the, oh my god, it just, I, I don't know if you've seen that commercial, but it's it's like a really obnoxious, okay, so tech news right. and PC updates. <laughs> oh no, I have, I have oh. one little new game update oh, thing. Um, for one. anybody who, for anybody who plays PUBG, um, oh, they're yeah. teaming up with a K-pop group called Blackpink. Um, it'll let you earn Blackpink themed cosmetics, which is nice, so you don't have to buy it again. Um, they have a, they are an immensely popular K-pop K-pop band. Uh, they have multiple songs over or near one billion views on YouTube. So, um, if you want to run around looking like a K-pop groupie, uh, you can run around looking like a K-pop groupie. I know I would if I played PUBG, but that's just because they probably look anime as fuck. Emphasis on the probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on our topic of tech news and PC updates, um, I did have one article on here. Oh, crap. If Wow, okay. There's an ad, an, an unclosable ad covering the headline on the fucking... Okay, <clears throat> so uh, Japan, <laughs> the headline of this, Japan breaks internet speed records um, with a three with a 319 um, terabit per second da- uh, data transfer rate, which is, that sounds insane. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't even realize we were two terabits per second, but apparently... They broke a record with 319 terabits per second. Um, so uh, this was reported by Motherboard um, for, from scientists in Japan's National Institute of Information and Communications Technology. Um, and yeah, they not only beat the record, but just completely left it in the dirt. Um, again, this isn't saying that like terabit speeds are on the horizon. This was scientists intentionally trying to like see how much they could push limits. Um, but yeah, that's the direction we're headed. I mean, at least you'll hit in most of the world. You do have some sort of data cap. So at least you'll hit that immensely quickly, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And here's my entire months gone in half a second. Hmm. So what kind of tech news you got for us? Sasquatch. 
Um, we do have some tech news evolving a certain few computers and their specifications being banned in six U.S. states after a yeah. California energy bill um, went into effect, uh, limiting sales on certain high performance PCs. Um, so this really affects only people in California, Oregon, Washington, Hawaii and Vermont. Um, now, what this specifically refers to is how your computer operates if it's in like a low power or standby mode which i never use that so um and this only refers to pre-built as well so you can just circumvent all of these rules by just building your own computer so i don't know what these rules are supposed to stop um however you you thought it was going to be something like an attack on gaming i think it's just a really dumb way to try to stop people from using an excessive amount of power when these aren't even the things that are really using all the power um this is just for older configurations really uh depending on like how the hardware interacts with each other and how much power it draws when in a low power or standby mode there's also an entire formula you can go through to see if your computer if a pre-built would pass those rules but um, most of the most of the manufacturers of these pre-built PCs are already on top of it and saying, "Hey, we can't ship this product to this state if you're here because of this law." So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I get where you're coming from, but I feel like that has like that crosses an ignorance threshold. That's like at some point, like there's no way that they're like, "Ah, let's check this out without some sort of ulterior motive." Um, I hate to be that paranoid, like they're up to something, but like they're up to something. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't. I also think most politicians in charge of these weird ass committees are just literally, um, stupid. I don't want to say well, any other words. Well, the, but I, I know, and I get that, but like. Like I said, there's like a for me at least there's like a threshold of idiocy, and it crosses that threshold to where I'm like, nah, like they're dumb, but they're not that dumb. Like they know that like, like 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 you said, you could just order parts and do it that way. Like they know you can do that. Like they're dumb, but they're not that dumb. And anytime something like that passes, where well, I'm like, how did that go on? Though that you can build your own to circumvent these rules. Well, so that's... I don't know what they're even thinking about. They completely ignored the other devices that don't even have these options, where even in low power mode, they still go over these power thresholds in consoles. Um, well, and that's so. what I'm saying is at, at that level of oversight, it becomes to me less of a, a less of an intelligence or knowledge issue and more of a motive issue. I just like I said, they're dumb, but they can't be that dumb, which tells me that it's they kind big, of know what they're doing, which means like, what are they doing? I don't know. It's just a big look at me. I'm helping the environment thing push for votes. That's all this is. I don't know, man. I don't know. What else we got in tech news? Um, Windows 11 is having a direct storage feature becoming available in Windows 10 now. Mm. Um, so it, it was one of the big, uh, it was one of the few big uh, gaming features coming to Windows 11. Um, and it was a, it was called an OS exclusive to Windows 11 at the announcement of Windows 11. But Microsoft has said it's going to be supported in Windows 10 now as well. So um, direct storage is supposed to help streamline a way that the game data gets processed, uh, taking advantage of like SSDs, NVMEs, 
Um, and it's supposed to make those load times even faster. So it's going to cache them also on an SSD, which is already really quick. So hmm. a little quality of life upgrade for PC gamers there. Yeah. Um, we also have NVIDIA demoing their RTX graphics on ARM based CPUs. Um, and this is coming from NVIDIA's acquisition of ARM itself, uh, which is a CPU chip uh, manufacturer um, to hopefully rival AMD and Intel as a third major CPU you can purchase for your computer. Um, and they showcased their games running strictly on that CPU and in full graphical glory that uh, RTX can provide. Full graphical glory. So so what this means is like your Chromebook would be compatible with a uh, 3080. So these so these previous CPUs, which are very, these ARM CPUs are pretty much like uh, phone chips. They're very specific. They do one thing. But NVIDIA has been working with them now that they purchased them to make them into like full on full PC CPU chips. Nice. We also have um, MSI are charging inflated prices for their graphics cards on their own website. So they are basing their prices off of all these scalped prices on eBay. What? Yeah. What? Currently selling. Um, <laughs> How RTX do we defeat the scalpers? We become the scalpers. Yep, they are charging upwards oh of three thousand dollars for their own RTX 3090s when Shut they MSRP the for eighteen hundred. What the fuck? <laughs> they are almost charging double, um, anywhere from twenty one sixty nine or yeah, up to twenty one ninety nine, up to twenty two ninety nine, up to twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um. Also, they're. Right. AMD is doing the same thing. AMD is <laughs> I, I just I I would I, okay. What universe did I get sucked into? What's um, going on? Post COVID depression Jeez. universe. Like Post COVID economic depression universe. Oh Let's keep God. the normal mental depression and the economic depression separate. They'll uh, be joined soon enough as it is. Yeah. Well, do we have any other tech news to add to that depression, or or um, move on to this is this is a this is a good thing that should alleviate some depression. Oh, good. There are multiple developers dropping Denuvo, um, Denuvo anti-tamper tech because Denuvo has been known to fuck with the ability of games mm. to perform. Um, the most recent announcement would be the RTS Humankind. Um. Amplitude Studios said that it isn't quite is said that the anti anti tamper tech isn't quite up to snuff and they're going to drop the DMR, uh, the DRM from release. So. Oh, we also have uh, EVGA's graphics cards being EVGA graphics cards uh, with the New World beta when it was running. Um, It was causing it was reportedly causing 
3080s and 3090s to scuff themselves. Um, what, what was happening? This isn't a new thing with EVGA cards either. Anytime there is a new generation of NVIDIA technology and EVGA makes them, they don't put a limiter on the fan speed when it's trying to process oh, shit. process unlimited frame rates. Nice. So when your fans normally, when your fans supposed to be running, I don't know, 200 RPMs, it was trying to run and draw in power to run their fans at 200,000 RPMs. <laughs> so there was no power cap. So it was sucking wow. all this power and then burning itself out. Oh, my um, God. It wasn't New World doing this. This has happened with multiple games in the past with every iteration going back to the eight, <laughs> the 800 series of NVIDIA cards, specifically from only EVGA. Hmm. Only EVGA. <laughs> so you have an EVGA card and you're ever going to play a game with uncapped frame rates. Don't do it. Cap those Just frame don't. rates. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Holy shit. We have some Intel Alder Lake. They're Intel's newest CPU. Um, Okay. They have some numbers coming out for speed. It is up to 22% quicker than the finest or AMD Risen, apparently. So the uh, um, seems to be running fairly well. Nice. So we should be getting some good new chips from Intel finally. Sweet. Also on the subject of NVIDIA and AMD cards. Um, Steam periodically sends out hardware surveys. It seems there are more uh, people who at least fill out and return these hardware surveys. It seems to be there are more RTX 3090 cards, entire RX 6000 AMD cards being used for gaming currently. Huh. So one specific super high-end card is beating out all of the AMD ones. Nice. Um, maybe the AMD people just haven't turned one in. You have AMD stuff, don't you, Doc? Yeah, I'm I'm oh all AMD. Fill out your survey. Help I, help your people out. I think I did. But I also don't have a six thousand series card. Oh, okay. So my my I would count towards AMD, but not towards that specific metric. Okay, okay. So uh Let's talk then about uh, the situation going on at Blizzard and some other legal news and legal debacles. Oh, Blizzard. Oh, Blizzard. <sighs> so, yeah, the state of California is suing Activision Blizzard over workplace issues. Um uh, They're being sued over allegations that they systematically discriminate against female employees and fail to address a quote pervasive quote frat boy and interior <laughs> quote workplace culture end quote um i was in a frat i don't none of this shit happened <laughs> we did not have a bill cosby suite to take women to whoa yes. i saw a picture of that that was yeah, that very was very disturbing. telling <laughs> They were posing with a Bill Cosby portrait. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Um, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed a 29-page Civil Rights and Equal Pay Act complaint um, July 20th um, in the Los Angeles County Superior Court. 
Um, and like I said, it alleges that Activision Blizzard created a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination by ignoring inappropriate workplace behavior and relegating women to low ranking jobs with lower salaries than their male counterparts. Um, I don't know about all of that. Uh, I don't know about all the pay stuff, but definitely a lot of the other stuff, especially on the side of the sexual harassment allegations that have been coming through, even to a point where they had a female employee commit suicide while on a company trip oh, from uh, various treatments that she was receiving with her male counterparts is very telling. Yeah. Now, Activision Blizzard is named as a whole here. But all of this stuff has been stemming from just the Blizzard side, too. Initially, I thought it was just Activision being being a bunch of fucktards. But it was actually Blizzard being a bunch of fucktards. Wow. And this goes back to a ton, ton of WoW developers, Overwatch developers, Diablo developers. And um, yeah, I was surprised that it was wow. Blizzard, that it was the Blizzard side of Activision doing this. Mm. Yeah, that definitely came as a bit of a shock. They've always been like, the sweethearts of the digital publishers. Yeah. Um, there have been a few <clears throat> press releases from various CEOs and stuff. Um, and Jay Allen Brack is now the former Blizzard president, and he stepped down um, after his response and his apparent um, participation in these said activities. Um, they have promoted both Jen O'Neill and Mike Ybarra to take over as co-leaders of Activision Blizzard. So there will be co-presidents of Activision Blizzard now. So um, I'm pretty sure maybe they're just I, they, I, they're the president, the co-presidents of Blizzard. Activision still kind of its own thing. Yeah. So But yeah, this has had some long-standing effects. Um, T-Mobile has dropped its support from the Overwatch League, as well as Coca-Cola and State Farm are reassessing their partnerships with Activision Blizzard as well. So they are losing a ton of sponsorships, especially with everything that's been coming out about this. Yeah, not surprising. Um, yeah, so... There have been a lot of various boycotts, um, World of Warcraft sit-ins, just does not look good or sit well with a ton of people. Yeah. And very understandably so. Probably probably has legit killed World of Warcraft at this point. Uh, yeah, that, does that explain, with everything else, like they does a nail in the coffin. Why there's just been nothing going on with it. Um, yeah. because of this, there is just no active work happening on World of Warcraft currently or the Shadowlands expansion. So, yeah. Are we about to break another record for how long they can go without content? <laughs> um, probably. Until it dies. Ugh. Yikes. Um, we also have something not dealing with Blizzard. Uh, <laughs> quite a few things actually this a group uh, a group of hackers uh, stole a bunch of FIFA 21 and Frostbite <laughs> engine source code from Electronic Arts um, EA refused to pay the hacking group as most companies do and they just you know they'll deal with the consequences of whatever gets leaked it happened with the CDPR it's happened with Capcom um, however these hackers thought they were going to be funny and they tried to get a different publication to help them blackmail EA 
Uh, they tried to contact Vice um, to help them email to help them email what? Well, probably through via email to help them blackmail Electronic Arts. Vice refused. <laughs> really? No way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so if, they, <laughs> if they did help them, that'd be that'd be legal problems for them. Yeah. So I don't know what their end goal was, but uh <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Oh, we also have t- another Tencent acquisition. Oh, and I have something else to add on to Tencent as well after this. I didn't post an article for this. Um, Tencent has acquired the Sumo Group. Um, they're a, they're a, they are known for publishing Little Big Planet and Sonic the Hedgehog racing games. So the London-based company is now held by 75% of by Tencent. So there's another Tencent acquisition. Um, also noting on Tencent, uh, various uh, People's Republic of China uh, official government-sanctioned propaganda newspapers have deemed video games as opioids for the soul. Oh, Lord. And so Tencent has lost $60 billion worth of stock value over the last week from those claims alone by state-run newspapers. So the various arms of the Communist Party of China are not playing well with each other. We have Take-Two issuing takedowns for various older games uh, mods, such as Vice City mods and uh, GTA San Andreas mods. So uh, Take-Two is being Take-Two. Uh, not doing anything recently with GTA 5, but this probably has something to do with uh, probably going back to GTA 6's reveal coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm not going to turn off my ad blockers for you people. <laughs> well, that's all I have for the random bits of news here. Alright. Well, let's take a look in our TV and movies section. Which I have one thing on here. Um, which it, it uh, kind of ties into PlayStation as well. Um, but I think this is a better place for it. Um, so uh, there's a rumored PlayStation and Netflix team up. Um, and so we t- discussed a little bit before about how Netflix was there had been some rumors about how they're kind of leaning towards doing some video game stuff as well. And now um, these rumors have transformed into kind of a deal with PlayStation where they're talking about kind of taking the PlayStation now thing that they do and melding that into Netflix to make it uh, kind of a closer entity. Um, and so it's uh, it, it could be something um, it, you know, it could be something that saves both uh, that kind of sets PSA, the P or PS now whatever it is a little bit above um their competition in game pass and kind of also helps netflix uh get their foot in the race i think a lot of that will be uh, personally i think the success on this is going to depend on how they handle it with with pcs i think that if they handle it like game pass where you have everything available on pc 
um, as well as PlayStation. It could be a really good partnership and it could be beneficial to both of them. But if they keep trying to, if they try and keep it in PlayStation, then PlayStation's just, you know, they're just, they're just hurting themselves and Netflix is just um, minimizing their audience. But we'll see. Um, they did also confirm that they're going to start offering games at no additional cost and will be focusing on mobile experiences. So whatever that mm-hmm. means. Um, well, they no- did name former EA mobile executive Greg Peters as their chief operating officer for their games goals. So, And I know that they have deals with T-Mobile, too, because like, like my T-Mobile, I get free Netflix because uh, that's part of a lot of T-Mobile plans now is just comes with Netflix. So I, you know that T-Mobile and Netflix have deals going on, too. So I'm sure that has something to do with their foot going into mobile gaming. I think T-Mobile just has a ton of deals everywhere with various they, they have their fingers subscription in a, services. They have their fingers in a lot of pies right now. What else do you have on TV movie news? Um, There is a live action Pokemon series in early development at Netflix. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, these are in pre-production phases. So they're worrying about they're uh, worrying about uh, a few details about plot and other specifics, but mm-hmm. nothing is really known. Um, this is more of a dabble into the gaming space because of the popularity of such shows as The Witcher um, and Castlevania. So, well, I have I have faith in Netflix. Netflix is always done right by me for the most part by their original series, especially if it's a series, not a movie. Some of the movies I could take or leave, but as far as their series go, they they do pretty right by me at least. So, I've enjoyed pretty much everything I've watched from Netflix. Mm-hmm. So let's talk some Final Fantasy XIV and Square Enix news. Um, I know one thing I had on Final Fantasy XIV, um, which I thought was interesting. They released the official logo for Sage, and for the first time ever, they changed it last minute. They had a lot of public feedback. Um, if you've seen the new design concept, I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, but the, the previous concept had um, – Apparently, it triggered a lot of people uh, that have tryptophobia, which is a fear of small patterned holes. Um, and there was only three. The sage icon was kind of these these three the, – the weapons that the sage uses, those kind of tech-revolving things. It had three of them pointing down, and the center of all of them was kind of an empty diamond. Um and I, I didn't know it could I, I I mean I didn't think much of it. You know, there's only three things there, but apparently it was pretty bad. And I asked my wife about it, who has tryptophobia. Um, and she looked at it and confirmed she has very mild tryptophobia. She said that it, it even her it made her really, really uncomfortable, the original design. So I can see where people with severe tryptophobia would have kind of freaked out over it. Um and that they, what do they do about the enemies in the game that are just full of holes already. I mean, th- is that's, there an option to turn that off, or no? But that's pretty easy to avoid. You know what I mean? Whereas, uh, like, if you wanted to play a sage, you're gonna have that icon on your screen all the time. Um, 
And so, but I, I mean, it's neat. That's the only major complaint they've had about tryptophobia or something like that. And they addressed it very quickly. All they did was fill them in. I don't know if you've uh, seen the the before and after shot, but it's basically they, the, all they did was those holes in the, those diamond shaped holes in the middle. They just filled them into where they're solid and everyone's happy now. Um, but yeah, so the, they added a, they added a fourth little pylon to it. They have one that's, they have the two on the sides that are still facing down the top one that's still facing down. But they added a bottom one that's more pointing towards you, I would suppose, with the other pylon going through one single hole on it now. But it's not as much of a hole. Mm. But it's I mean, they didn't they didn't like change it a whole whole bunch is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? It's just uh, all they did was here. I'll. um, Enough for it to not bother people. Yeah, here, I'm going to put a link in the discord so you guys can uh, check this out. but it's like, and I I can see uh, like I didn't okay. think, I'm, yeah, and I'm like, I, is that really that much of a? But but when Dirt Wizard looked at, it, she was like, holy, she's like, yeah, yeah, that was that the old one was pretty bad, and uh, yeah, so it's I mean, um, you know, it, it's neat though that they that that was that they uh, they addressed it actually very quickly, so. There was a set a little bit ago, MTG released with a character with a with a creature called the Walking Necropolis. Boy, oh boy, I don't have dryptophobia. That shit gave me dryptophobia. <laughs> Fucking and t- oh my god, let me find a picture Send it. for you. Send it. Send I gotta it. see this. It was something awful. <clears throat> Let's see. What kind of news did you have also for uh Final Fantasy and Square Enix. I got to level 68. Oh, nice. Working your way closer. Dogs of Thoth uh, finally finished um, the main scenario for Stormblood also. He's working on the post-main scenario now. Super stoked for him to get to uh, Shadowbringers because I know Dogs of Thoth well, and I know this is going to be his favorite expansion. So, yeah. Um... Shit. Uh, Final Fantasy 14. They have implemented a full on 30 minute inactivity logout now. Yep. And that's um, due to server overpopulation. Um, well, and that's pretty there, standard, it's, too. It's standard in most MMOs. Yeah, but it's always been it's always well, been more of like a weird queue thing, whereas people queued up, it would boot off the last longest person on well, the server. Now it's just 30 minutes cut out flat. That's that's how they always do those. So historically about and it, it is earlier than usual by a lot, because usually it's about a month before an expansion drops. They'll do this, but usually like a month before expansion drops, they'll make a half an hour timeout log log like that. Um, and then it'll stay like that during the initial release of the expansion. And usually about six months, seven months after the expansion drops, then they'll remove it and you can stay AFK as long as you want again. Um, they did do it extremely early though, because like you said, they had a, a lot of server crowding. So we're still, what, what is August? What? Three months still. Yeah. Three, three months, months now, three, yeah. three. Well, they implemented this a little while ago too. It's probably about four, a solid four months out. So it's, they put it quite a bit earlier than they normally would. Um, and I imagine they might even keep it for longer too, at least until they can expand servers. Um, and yeah, this is due to the wow G's and other people coming over with other popular mm-hmm. MMO streamers trying out 14. So, um, I mean, the player count could fall off and they could go back, but they did say that it was just going in as a standard 30 minute inactivity logouts. 
No ifs, ands, or buts. No plans to change it back either. Yeah. And I know I've heard that they're like, they have plans to expand servers and maybe they'll change it after that. But we're talking stuff that we'll probably see on the next expansion. You know what I mean? Or, or in like a 5.0 or in like a point or a point five patch or something. So it's, you know, it might change, but I, I, I agree. I think it's going to stick around a lot longer than it normally did. And it's not like it's that much of an inconvenience. I'm one of those people that like leaves myself logged in while I like get distracted and do other stuff. So I'm one of the ones that gets kicked out a lot. Um, and it's really not an inconvenience. Just kicked out, kick, kicked out to the title screen. When you come back, you just click log in and you have to wait through the queue again. But at least at least in our server, our queue is only like 10 to 20 seconds. So, yeah, it's and it's if, never been more than 30 seconds. And if your queue is longer than that, like don't leave yourself logged in because that's just kind of fucked up. I, I, the only reason I leave myself logged in like that is because we're on a server that doesn't have a clogging issue. If we had an issue where it takes 15 minutes to log on, I wouldn't leave myself sit there for hours. You know what I mean? Because that's just fucked up. And um, I think I heard they started doing the dubbing as well. Yeah. For, for but they started with English, British English for Final Fantasy 16. Yes. Oh, that was 16. Um, British okay. English is being the first dub. Japanese is coming at a later date. OK, for some reason, I've, I had it in my head that was for uh, Endwalker. And then as I said, it, I'm like, they would definitely already have that done by now. So, well, I mean, it, it's easy to get mixed up. It is the it is the creative business division working yeah. on it. So uh, creative business assembly, CBA. Yeah. yeah. And, we and had, this was from an interview with Yoshida himself. So then we had some Dragon Quest news as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. So the next Dragon Quest game, the Flames of Fate, is being designed with the next 10 to 20 years of the Dragon Quest series in mind. Um, nice. So they're hoping to make this a very long lasting game. Um that's like the lifespan of an MMO. I don't know how I don't quite know how they're going to do that with a standalone single player version, but it'll be interesting to see what Square Enix decides to do with this. So, yeah. Nice. Well, um, let's take a look then at some Sony and PlayStation news. Um, I know one a couple things I had on here. Um, this kind of goes into what we were talking about a little earlier. Um, but Sony has confirmed that they bought Nix's software to help with PC ports. Um, so this is a good thing. Because we've yeah, we've talked about this, that they need to start doing this more. And I think they're actually starting to make moves towards doing that. So um, because, yeah, the only big title so far has been Horizon. So and Days Gone. Um so it'll be nice to see more stuff going towards PC because it's only going to help them in the long run. Um, like more money will help the company stay afloat and produce other stuff. Exactly. Like I'm a I'm a PlayStation fan. I'm a hardcore like PlayStation guy. And even I'm like on the camp like, yeah, they need to make stuff available for PC because that's going to help them. And that them being helped is helping me even as a console player. So like do what's good for everybody here. Um, and Sony has confirmed that it has enough components to sell 22 million PS5s by March 2022. So they are – and I do see – I don't bother reporting on it because I'm sure by the time uh, we talk about it, it wouldn't, they won't be there anymore. But I see a lot 
uh, more often now about GameStop, Walmart, Best Buy restocking their PS5s. It's it happens now. Keep if you just you know keep your keep your thumb on the pulse and keep your Google News up to date. You'll you'll be able to catch some of the deals. It's getting easier and easier. Um, um, I did see something where Sony said that the PS5 is now their fastest selling console. So yeah. surprising considering there's only yeah. eight in the world. Yeah, what else do you have for uh, the Sony and PlayStation? Um, the PS5 is no longer selling at a loss, apparently. So, yeah. um, how much of a profit is being made per PS5? Still up in the air. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so the digital edition is still um, being sold at a loss. I don't know how, but... Uh, the normal 499 version is no longer being sold at a loss, and apparently the offset between the two will, you know, put will make it so the digital edition isn't really losing them any money anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, we also have Sony patenting various cloud gaming technology, which they promised to eliminate the elimination of privacy. And as well as an alternate to consoles. So this is probably something that will be more akin to being used with their PS Now service in the end, which is their current cloud gaming um, platform. Um, It's a patent that, quote, is a system and method for streaming game video. And it adds to other earlier patents, such as remote gaming and other various cloud gaming patents they do have. Um, It lists it's a. The patent lists the current console market, um, mentioning the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, Xbox, Xbox 360, Nintendo, GameCube, and Wii. Um, the patent's publication date is June 3rd, but these generally don't come out until a little bit later, as it is. Um, they went on to say that piracy is a major issue for the gaming industry and that virtually every major video game system has been cracked over the years. Uh, talking about the vulnerability of downloadable games, weak policing against piracy in some parts of the world, and gaming consoles being expensive in some parts of the world. So it seems to be like a catch-all patent to be able to get out a much more improved cloud gaming uh, infrastructure over what they do have with PS Now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, also, McDonald's in Australia <laughs> has a limited edition dual sense controller. <laughs> yeah, I it saw has that. a burger and some fries on it. Oh, Go Lord. grab it. Wow. It is a real thing. That is just wow. That's all I got. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, you get crossovers in Japan all the time with stuff. Why can't Australia have a burger and fries controller? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I guess. <laughs> You know what? You would buy one for your PS5 if you had a PS5. I would not. I would absolutely not buy a McDonald's order, DualSense. I'm going to order a DualSense McDonald's Australia controller just so you have it instead of a <laughs> oh PS5. Oh my god. Speaking of PS5, the other day I got an email from Sony saying, hey, buy this, but it was uh, it was expired. I was like, oh, I could have given that to Thor. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get one one of these days. So well, that is the end of all of my Sony news. So on to some mobile gaming updates. Um, the big one that I've got, 
really the only one that I've got. And here is some Pokemon Go updates, and there's a lot of them. But let's start about talking about what's going on most recently and today in Pokemon Go. Um, as we all know, the special bonuses have dropped off um, that were in. Uh, implemented during the pandemic and some new ones were tacked on there i mean and it's most of it's fine it's stuff we're expected to go away and there is neat new special bonuses you get 10 times xp for spinning stops for the first time um guaranteed gifts from stops um free raid pat free <clears throat> raid pat extra free raid passes and then the uh, incense effectiveness is still increased and boosted damage for remote raids is increased. However, the big thing that I'm sure everyone has noticed is that they've reduced the distance needed to spin stops. And when I say reduced, I don't mean that went back to how it was before the pandemic and before they increased it. They went back to about what? What would you say, Doc? Half? I think about half of what it was before the pandemic. And – I mean, this sounds like – because I know all the arguments online. Oh, people are lazy. It's Pokemon Go. Go out and walk. But like we're not we're not talking like I can't spin it from my chair anymore. I mean when I go out, I have a route that I do by my work, and I just was by there the other day. Um, and this little route that I walk is just along the sidewalk on campus. And I used to be able to walk along the sidewalk and get all kinds of like ones that were on businesses and in stores and stuff. And now you can't do it from the sidewalk. So I see these arguments on Facebook. It's like, oh, just go outside and take a walk. Okay, but I can't. When I go outside to take a walk, I can't spin them from the sidewalk. It's demanding that I like walk into the store or into this business to get close enough to it. Even somewhere it's like like the some lawn ornament like right in front of a business. You pretty much have to walk right up to their front door doors to spin it you can't do it from the sidewalk um and i don't know that that just seems dumb to me it, it, to me it seems like it's a it's a it's a they're positioning to pander towards the sponsored stops because usually if a stop is inside of a business it's a sponsored stop so and those ones you definitely like like if you want to spin like a starbucks inside of a fred myers like you're going you're walking inside of the fred myers you're not doing it from the parking lot you're not doing it from the sidewalk you're walking into the store and going right next to the starbucks booth to spin it and that's what they want if they're paying for it you know what i mean but the simple solution is oh i don't know make the sponsored ones have a lower distance so you have to go right next to them and the other ones normal seems like a simple whatever sounds like it might just be a geocaching issue on my antics side and yeah and i consider you know for i mean and, you know, and we could give them the benefit of the benefit of the doubt. For all we know, a programmer somewhere really fucked up, and they put they put they put something in wrong. And like, oh shit, wait, you mean the distance wasn't five feet to begin with? Um, I don't know. They haven't actually. There's been a lot of outcry about it, including from um, some pretty prominent Pokemon Go streamers and content creators. And so far, Niantic has said nothing about it. They've released no official word on it whatsoever and denied any direct communication from news outlets or from major content creators. So that tells me that there's at least a chance that this isn't even intentional, that they, that they like fucked up and they're trying to figure out how to fix it. But that did spawn a um, – today was a uh, boycott of the game. And so if we haven't gotten their attention yet. They, we definitely have their attention now. They they know what's going on, 
So all that's left now is to see how they react to it. At this point, I'm guessing they're waiting for the boycott day to end. Um, that way they can see, okay, we know we fucked up. Now we actually have a way to take metrics and measure how bad we fucked up. So let's see if they um, correct it. You know, Niantic on Pokemon Go has made a lot of mistakes, but historically they've been pretty good at redeeming those mistakes. We're just going to have to see how they handle it. I didn't get two free Pokeballs and a potion. Hmm. But not like a max potion, like a regular potion. Yeah. Oh, you know, I meant just a regular potion. That's another thing. Me and Doc were talking about, well, we're, we're on Pokemon Go. They need to implement some way to trade in your garbage low-level items you don't need anymore or transmute them, do something besides just delete them. I would be down for trading. I would even take a loss, like a three-for-one trade-in, if I could trade in on, or more, depending on what it is, if I could trade in low-level items for a higher tier some updates that it, that are coming to Pokemon Go. Um, we do have our Ultra Unlock, which starts tomorrow um, and goes through the seventeenth. So on this, this is our Ultra Unlock Part Two, which is space. And for this one, um, we're going to have extra Pokemon appearing as for raids, like we usually see. Um, and we're ha- going to have more frequently in the wild: Clefairy, Muna, Red Striped, and Blue Striped uh, Basklin. Um, Elgim, Heatmore, uh, Durant, and more. Um, there'll be some regional exclusive Pokemon from Eggs as well, and some more timed research. And then our Ultra Unlock Part Three, Sword and Shield, will be beginning will be beginning on August twentieth, running through the end of the month. Um, and during that event, two legendary Pokemon found in um, the Galar region will be making their Pokemon Go debuts. Um, as well as a few others that will be added. Let's see. Do anyone else have anything on mobile gaming? Um, I mean, outside of Pokemon Go, which I'm not playing today, uh, I, I pretty much boycott mobile gaming in general. Yeah, I think Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home are the only things I play on. Mobile. I have a bunch of games downloaded for like if I'm in some situation where I get super bored, but I mean I haven't played any of them ever. <laughs> you can play the Witcher mobile game. It's like Pokemon Go, but you kill things. Like I have a but what do, what do I have? I have Among Us, a Digimon game, like five placed or like five Final Fantasy games. Um RuneScape. I have but I have old school and normal RuneScape are both on mobile now. I have those downloaded. Star Ocean game. Um, the new near game. Um, I have a bunch of shit on here. I just never play any of it. Um, because if I'm like, oh, I'm bored, I'm going to pull a game up. It's usually Pokemon go. So it's. Um, well, I mean, Genshin impact has some news and it's oh, half yeah. a mobile game anyways. So. so yeah, let's talk about Genshin impact. Um, there is a odd crossover Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, Forbidden West uh, soon coming out is joining Genshin Impact um, will be a archer a cryo archer um, anyone with adventure rank 20 or higher will be able to attain her via an in-game email so you'll get an email in game just go through it uh, and you'll claim her her event will be divided into two phases um, after version 2.1 and when version 2.2 begins. Um, this is October 13th. 
Um, all players who log in on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 will obtain her character via the in-game email. However, after version 2.2 and the start of version 2.3, um, which is November 24th, any player on any other platform will be able to get her. So she is available first and foremost on a Sony system, which is kind of weird. So, mm, yeah, uh, she, um, is a, she is a Sony exclusive character. I mean, the the crossover is to PC, which she is a PC character as well. Yeah. I, and you can technically play PS now on your phone. She's on all of these platforms already. Uh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be going to be interesting. Um, This does open up a lot more situations for other characters to join. Um, like cross promote characters from other games that join. Can't wait till we get a Master Chief waifu. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was just something interesting coming uh, October thirteenth on PlayStation, November twenty fourth on mobile and PC. Um, they are also adding fishing in update two point one. So Genshin will join the land of real video games. You will now be able to fish in your waifu gacha. And in just kind of a note on the popularity of Genshin Impact, the official Genshin Impact Discord server is full. Like they have maxed out the user capacity at 800,000. I didn't even know there was a a, a capacity. I didn't either. Wow. Um, So they launched a second uh, Discord server called the Genshin Impact Tavern. And as of August 2nd, so three days ago, it was already at 155,000 users. Wow. It is one quarter of the way to being nearly yeah. one quarter of the way to being full again. Um, just going to show the popularity of this game. And yeah. I don't think these are these are non-Chinese players joining it, too, which is going to be a ton of people there as well playing. So, wow. Holy shit. Genshin continues to be one of the most popular games in the world right now. Yeah. That's the last of what I had for Genshin, at least for the week, the oh. three weeks. So, all right. Well, what do we have for Capcom? I noticed there's a lot of Capcom news billing about too. Well, Capcom is promising to patch uh, Resident Evil Village um, for a stuttering issue seemingly caused by their DRM. And I want you to guess who the uh, DRM provider is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Denuvo saying it's not their fault, even though literally all signs point to them from any <laughs> other game that has Denuvo DRM. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and so this started happening when there were there was a team of crackers who obviously got through the DRM by Denuvo <laughs> said that their version runs better without the DRM. And lo and behold, it did. <laughs> um, so the Digital Foundry. Um, who do a whole bunch of like uh, tech tests and software tests. You can find them on YouTube. They wanted to put that claim to the test. And you know what they found? That, yeah, it was the newest fault. Mm. (laughs) So Capcom is rushing to come up with a patch to fix the stuttering issue caused by the Denuvo DRM. Um, Hopefully they'll just cut it out completely because, yeah, Denuvo is a problem. Yeah. In other news. Capcom is now offering Resident Evil perfumes to <laughs> celebrate Leon, Jill, and Chris. Nice. So if you want to smell like one of these overly beefy or overly sexualized zombie killers, I guess <laughs> even the overly beefy ones are overly sexualized. Have you ever seen Leon or Chris? <laughs> um, well, you're, I don't know what they're going to smell like because 
probably they smell <laughs> awful. Sweat. But hey. they will have their own. <laughs> they will have their own uh, perfumes to hmm. celebrate the Biohazard's 25th anniversary. So 25 years of Resident Evil, known as Biohazard in Japan and other Asian countries. You're getting perfume. Nice. Uh, there's nothing saying what they smell like. It just says they were inspired by them. <laughs> so they, you could smell like guts. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Uh, my last real funny tidbit of news is that um, a British tank commander <laughs> leaked classified military documents on the official War Thunder forums. I remember reading about that. <laughs> he uh, he was upset that his favorite tank in the game was not accurately portrayed, so he leaked classified military documents to prove this. Nice, that's dedication. Um, his commanding officers found out. <laughs> the <laughs> this is all about the UK's Challenger two tank, um, and the developers also were looking into it and went into contact with the UK military. To, to check and see if this was okay, and it was not okay. <laughs> nice. No, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> the UK Ministry of Defense has informed Gaijin, the uh, developers of Warframe, that in writing that the manual that he leaked is completely classified information. Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so on the last thing for our kind of catch-all on here, I did also have some RuneScape news. Um, they haven't put a lot out in the last few weeks, um, but there's been a couple new things going on. Um, they have finished up some art contests, and of course they're doing their live streams again now. Um, and we have our Elder God Wars dungeon and world event that's still kicking off hard. Um as well they have started their summer sale so there's a lot of things that are on sale in uh solomon's general store or what was previously solomon's general store now the marketplace um the big big news announcement for runescape is that they've announced the next double xp live uh week which is going to be running from august 6th through august 16th so that is today if you're listening day of release tomorrow day after recording um so for those who are new to the double xp live it's pretty simple you get double xp for a total of 48 hours and you have a little timer that you can pause and start um you have 10 days to use up that 48 hours of double xp and that's uh, most of that's pretty much all we've got for um, the games we've been playing. That's pretty much what I've been playing too. I've been, as um, some of you know, down and out the last couple of weeks. And when I have been back up, pretty much all I've played is my usual. So Final Fantasy XIV and RuneScape. Um, I just haven't had much time for games as of lately. Um, what have you guys been playing in our last month or so, though? Um, bread eating simulator. Oh fuck you. <laughs> pour out a loaf for our homie thor Should, yeah. uh, <laughs> i have played 200 hours of new world in the last two weeks nice the uh closed beta which was for people who pre-ordered the game uh 
ran through the 2nd of August. I can't even remember when it started. That's how much I've been playing it. I fucking loved it. You heard me talk about how they delayed it a month, which saddens me, but I kind of understand. I hope they push out another beta and maybe find more bugs and stuff that needs to be fixed. Mm. But uh, aside from that, I've played a minuscule amount of anything else, which was Valorant. Yeah. I just... I fucking love New World. <laughs> I hate action MMOs. I hate PvP and MMOs. And that entire game is action PvP MMO. And now I have to wait until September 20th. <laughs> Sag. How about you, Doc? What have you been playing? Uh, Guilty Gear Strive and a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. Nice. Yeah, you're really in the thick of Stormblood, too. Yep. Yep. Making my way up there. What do you think about Stormblood so far? It's interesting. I mean, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Stormblood has like a really generic zone, a couple really generic zones I don't like. Mm. Uh, One really obnoxious zone I don't like, but the rest of it's great. I liked it. I mean, I I hate to say it was like my least favorite be, just because it like implies that it was bad and it wasn't. I liked it. It was good. But just compared to ARR, Heaven's Word and Shadowbringers, it's just, you know, ranks on just below yeah. them. I liked Heaven's Word more and I liked Shadowbringers more. Um, it's still good. I still liked it, just not quite as much as some of the other ones. Um, as far as storyline goes, it also it gave me Red Mage, and I'll forever be grateful for that. So, I mean, I liked it better than ARR, mm. uh, it, mostly because it wasn't a hundred hours of running back and forth. Because <laughs> I did ARR before they squished down all the pointless running. Oh, back so and did forth. I, and before they had mounts flying and everything else. So, hey, te- <sighs> technically. I got I did get to level 40 when it first came out. That's true. So I I do I do know that grind Mm -hmm. from that time period. And you're not wrong. That was that was tedious. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's much here. Go talk to this person over in Crystal Land. Okay, now run back. Now go talk to this other person. Now run back. Literally just back and forth doing nothing but talking. I also don't remember having the gill to teleport as freely as I have been. I, I I literally will teleport like to the uh, to the eighth right in a town to go halfway across town. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah. I think that's just some. I think that's just a product of like being over level fifty. Yeah, no, I was even doing it before that. Like my entire leveling experience through ARR oh, was nice. me just teleporting literally <laughs> everywhere. Like I I you took me to all the aetherites. So, oh yeah, I just teleported. Like, it was fast. Mm. It was great. Don't forget, and being that you say that, there might be a few areas like this, um, which is a really good way to just get some easy uh, XP for alts. Um, if you haven't fully like unveiled the entire map in an area, going and doing that will net you a little extra XP. Yeah, I've been doing that with my bard. Nice. Yeah, it's good. It's a good way to give some alts some XP. All right. Well, it looks like that's it for this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in and catching up with us after our break. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find our main page at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. And don't forget to tune in every week for our gaming news podcast. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great weekend.
Have a good night. Johnny.